Manchester United's start to the season has been underwhelming, to say the least. Faltering on the pitch, faltering off the pitch, a falling share price. Today, we debate, are Man United a sinking ship or can they turn it around very quickly and very easily? Roll the intro. Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. If you're here for the first time, do us a quick favour, hit that subscribe button. It takes two seconds and you get free football content week in, week out. Let's crack on today with the episode. It is all about Manchester United. As I just said, it has not been an ideal start for Man United by any stretch of the imagination. They've got off the field drama. They've got on the field drama. They've got ownership drama. And it is becoming toxic, despite only being four or so games in. Reese, let's come to you first. If you were a United fan, would you be concerned right now? Not right now, no. I think you've got to give it until till October, I think, to see to see where you really are. But two win, you know, two wins, two defeats, and this one is those wins weren't too convincing. And realistically, they probably were the better team against Arsenal and they managed to lose. Um, I would probably say that would concern me, but I think it depends on how the next few games shake out. Jamie, what's your initial thoughts so far for, for United this season? Well, for sort of, I think it's just crap, really. Like, I would be concerned if you're a United fan. It's not, nothing positive is coming out of the club at the moment, really. Because like you said, the two wins, two losses, the two wins they had was the 1-0 win over Wolves on the start day of the season. Very, very lucky to get that. Like, even if you ignore the blatant penalty that should have happened in the 90-odd minute, they were very poor performance. Forest that they beat, 2-0 down. Was it within 10 minutes? Something something like, silly like that. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. not positive. Like, to come back shows they can do it. But you shouldn't be 2-0 down at home so quickly. And especially not even against one of the what's known as one of the top sides. So that's where it's concerning for them. Um then it's, you know, the whole Sancho saga after the Arsenal defeat. Um with the Arsenal defeat though, before I get into Sancho, it's a very like if if that goal was on side from um was it Garnacho? The narrative's winning three out of four, <laughs> and we've not. And they can be like they've not played well, and they've won three out of four. Then it looks like it's sort of good mentality, but then you have the defeat. Um, I think sort of when it it's the two one that really killed them. The third one, you know what? At that point, you just go for it. You get a point, or you concede the third goal. Difference does not really matter to United. Then it's the Sancho thing coming straight out after that pretty much that's where it's showing just the toxicity side throughout the club so you've got the moaning from media which is mainly Gary Neville moaning from the fans then you've got players and manager disrupting like it's it's not good news coming out United when they should be thinking right we've come third and won a trophy last season let's push on and it looks like they've got a step backwards already. 
Yeah, I mean, we we all said it in our sort of preseason predictions. We all, I believe, had Man United in the top four, and we thought with the signings they've made and, and their performance last year, they'd kick on. But their start to the season, I mean, to to answer my own question, I would be extremely concerned right now as a Man United fan because somehow you, you you've almost sort of bounced back last season. You can see a you can see the ladder like the steps forward in front of you. They've signed players and and somehow it's all just fell apart. Obviously, yes, they've won a couple games, we know, but were they lucky to win both of those? Yes. So, and again, yes, they were unlucky in the Arsenal game, the offside and, and what have you. But if you look at the bigger picture here, they're not performing on the pitch. You've had a couple of their new signings injured or whatever, or not integrate, whatever. You've then had this, this Sancho drama. To get this upset in the dressing room after four games in the season is is baffling. Then you've obviously got the whole Greenwood stuff we've seen in the summer. Again, it's obviously not Man United's fault, but as a result of his actions, it's an awful PR problem for United. However you spin it. There was no right answer for them, obviously, but it's just a disaster for them. You then, on top of that, and this is all in four game weeks, you've then got Anthony being, you know, I believe at this stage they're just allegations. But regardless of that, with the Greenwood drama as well, it's it's really not looking good for United. Because it's, it's looking like poor performances, disharmony in the dressing room, and potential players getting, you know, exiled from the squad, and potentially convicted. You've then also, on top of that, got the falling share price. Obviously, fans don't care about that. But plus the Glazers. I think I know it's early in the season, but I think they're looking at an absolute disaster right now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's not good, is it? If you think everything's all come at once, or like it seems to be one thing after the other after the other, it's, it's becoming a bit of a circus. I think it, it's such a hard one to say because I, I will defend them in those unconvincing win wins a little bit. Like first game of the season, you can't really look too much into that. I know I predicted four nil, but that's irrelevant. <laughs> you weren't the only one to be fair yeah, for that game Forest have been quite have been impressive this season they narrowly lost to Arsenal and really you know could have nicked something and they beat Chelsea so so we can't really look too much into that poor against Spurs and yes unlucky against Arsenal sometimes you know if you, if you don't win well you know it, your luck does run out right so yes it's not the best you know, Mason Mount hasn't had the effect. I don't think they would have thought so. Um, and these other situations with a PR disaster. I think it's because they're the biggest club in England. It's very easy to have that negativity surround very quick. It's much, much quicker, you know. Yes, Chelsea are under a bit of hot water at the moment, but this is Man United we're talking about here. And I think, I think this is what doesn't help everything. It's all top to bottom. It seems to be a little bit rotten, you know, um, doesn't look good. And I think Ten Hag really hasn't helped himself by calling Sancho out like that. I don't ever recall Ferguson doing that. I don't recall Pep ever doing things like that either. You know, you should have left it behind, especially with things as they are. You know, do it behind closed doors. It's I think it's just one And it's like, if you're trying to distract people from what's going on off the field, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Keep it to yourself, you know. And also, it's a chance for Sancho to try and shine. Maybe he's not ever. Maybe it's finished for him now. I don't know. But they've got 
that tough run of fixtures coming up. I know I said we can't look too much into it, but you know, at the time of recording, they haven't played Brighton yet. Then it's Bayern Munich away, and it's Burnley away. You know, this is this is a team that only scored fifty eight goals in the league last season. You know, it's lowest it's, out of the big six. Well, it, sorry, the top six because Chelsea were actually lower. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's Not to rub that in, Jord, but <laughs> To finish fourth by scoring only 58 goals, it's actually quite impressive. It does it does show that they're able to see a game out, I suppose. But everything's all snowballed into one, and it's going to take a long time to not even sweep this under the carpet, but, you know, pat it all down. It's, you know, where, where are they going to start? They've got to start somewhere and get that sorted and then move on to the next thing, and it doesn't look like they're going to be able to do that. Everything seems to be prolonging itself. One thing we didn't even mention was that obviously the circus surrounding sort of having Maguire and Evans on the pitch at one time. And, you know, we didn't even mention that. And, and it just feels like everything at the minute, despite the fact that we've mentioned so many things and we didn't even mention that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it says like, it all. It, you've got so much going on. Yeah. It's, it's not looking good, I'll be honest. I, and I think they're going to have a rough few weeks, potentially a few months. I guess the question I'm looking at is... I mean, obviously, this is a tough question for us all, but if they had to do one thing right now to turn this, whatever you want to call it, absolute, you know, shit show, I don't know what to call it. It's just a, a lot of things in one going wrong. What would you guys try and address or sort out first for them to turn it around? Really, really the only way of sorting it out is winning football games because the rest doesn't matter. If Sancho wants to have a strop, but they've won, no one cares. They can go, well, we've won the game. That That's what matters. It's a results business, isn't it? Um, I think the Sancho one, though, I actually do want to dig him out here because he's, his sort of response was like, don't believe everything in the media, kind of, I'm doing everything I should be doing. Clearly not. If the manager is having you out saying you're not doing enough in training, it's not, yes, I am. It's, okay, what do I need to do more? It's a terrible attitude from Sancho in that. Um, he should be... I, I don't think if it was under Ferguson, he would play another game. But I don't think United at the moment have got the overall probably the overall quality not to play him at some point before at least like January window so that's sort of like that's a big problem they've got so they're going to have rotten eggs within that team and it it can just spiral to continuously like if they lose is he the scapegoat now because Maguire well let's say Maguire's not playing is Sancho now the scapegoat it's kind of it just seems like it's just setting up for more and more disasters. But I think the only way you can solve it is winning games. And like you said, the next two, Brighton and Bayern Munich, they're not the easiest games anymore. And if you lose both of them, it's just going to get even worse, I think. Like, And then you probably could have even the sort of probably not maybe not but like the pitch invasion like they had before the liverpool game that got cancelled you're going to have things like that escalating at united and the media will cover it more and more because like we said they are the biggest team in the country they're under a bigger microscope 
than any other club in England, at least. Like, I think the only other clubs that are under more are probably Real Madrid and Barca. It's a, it's a bit of a different level because I think if they had something like what Chelsea had last season, it would be actually it'd be worse. But like, John, you probably think it couldn't have got worse. But in terms of media sort of standards, I think it would be. So that's the problem United have got being a big, large club. But they've also been crap really for 10 years now. I think they last won it in 2013. So it's it's not just ten under Ten Hag that this is going wrong. It's happening for ages. And that's probably where you've got to give United credit. I know we probably think, you know what, going on about the Glazers is a bit too much. But this is why, because it's 10 years on and they're such a big, big club who, if they're not winning things, it's unusual for them, especially the Premier League era. Yeah. And that's where I think... I think you can only solve it by winning stuff, but a Carabao Cup is not going to solve your problems. A Premier yeah. League might, and maybe a Champions League, but that's because of the size of United. Yeah, just to build on what Jamie said there, performances are the first, right? You can ignore everything that goes on as long as you're playing well. No one actually cares what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, you said 10 years they've not been good, or they've underperformed. I think the managers they've appointed, they've either not been ready or they've been divisive figures. Um, so they they seem to have sorted that out with Ten Hag. Someone who's come in, he's won things consistently, he's got a way of playing, he knows what he wants to do. He's part of a new modern era. Putting him under pressure now is not going to solve anything. Otherwise, you're just going to keep recycling, rinse and repeat. He's won a League Cup already. People might mock that, but he's won something. Yeah, he's got a step forward. So the immediate thing is to sort the performances out. If you look at that team overall, they don't, they're not hard work. You know, Ronaldo was moved in a couple of years back and that really did damage to a lot, a couple of the hardworking players in that team. So off the ball, they're pretty poor. He tries to sort that out. He tries to bring in his own players. He brings in Veghorst. Veghorst has scored goals, but he worked very hard. He doesn't need that to be working up front. I think he needs to be working that in the midfield and probably in the defence as well. Um, he seems to be sorting that. Hoyland or Haaland, whatever you want to pronounce him, he's very hard working off the ball. He's a good fix. Ganacho looks like he worked pretty hard. I like the look of him. But I don't see Mount working incredibly hard. I don't see Casemiro working very hard. I don't see Fernandez working very hard. They need to have one of them players working their shorts off, really, or socks off, or top off, run the pitch naked, whatever. He, they need hard-working players. You get that clicking, the team will start to work. But it's going to take time. And it all starts with performances. And I think they just need to stay calm. If they're 7th, 8th in the league around November, it's okay. They just need to let Ten Hag work his thing. Because at the moment, you're just going to rinse and repeat. And that doesn't solve anything for their current situation at this moment in time. I think that's the problem, though, to, to touch on your point, that the imbalance in midfield could be part of the problem. Obviously, they brought Mount in. I, I think he played a couple of games and obviously got injured, but was disappointing. But I think he is the one who's going to do the running in the midfield. The problem is you've got Casemiro who won't and Bruno who doesn't really press that much. And he presses, but he presses, I think, erratically, not to a point. He'll press. He might get some of the fans up for it, but he'll be out of position. Yeah. So that's sort of an issue as well. Mount can press. Um, 
like he has been seen to do that before, but probably it's pointless one person pressing. So that's where I think you need more of a harmony in what they're doing. But that's also difficult if someone's going to, like I said, with Bruno probably would do it erratically. That causes problems elsewhere. This isn't a short-term fix. This is going to take a couple of years to progressing through. You know, you could argue that Arteta got a couple of years to start getting it to click. That's what Ten Hag's going to need. Okay, there are a lot of players who are still not good enough. He's brought in some short-term solutions, the Casemiro fix, etc. But it's going to be more of a long-term issue. We're saying how do Man United do this? Yes, performances. But overall, we need to see if there's an overall, not just winning games, but better performances. They've got to improve. Yes, they scored 58 goals. Okay, score 59 next season. Finish third next season, this season, rather. Don't get thrashed 7-0 away from home. You know, they had a couple of absolute hammerings last season. Sort that out. If you're going to go to Anfield, you know, if you're going to lose, lose by one goal. But who do you blame for that? Because you don't see that often. You do not see it often. It you have to you have to blame the manager. Yeah, you have you have to blame him for that because his tactics didn't work that day. Yes, he might not still have the squad he wants, but he shouldn't be going there and losing so heavily. You know, realistically, a team finishing the top four should not be losing two, three games. You know, I think he lost, was it a 4-0 to Brentford, 7-0, and then a 6-3 to City? That's not good enough, really, for a top four team. You can excuse one performance. You can excuse one. But you shouldn't be excusing that three times. I will admit, he did make up for it. He beat He beat City and he beat Liverpool at home. I give him his dues there. But you need to improve that. I think he will improve it. Yes, we're not seeing the best performances at the moment, but I, I don't see them going tomorrow or on the weekend, the next game. I don't see them losing 6-3. I don't see them losing 4-0. Well, you say that. The game, like the reason why we mentioned Maguire and Evans before is because they've got injuries in defence. Like I don't know, I don't know if Martin Martinez is okay or not. He went off against Arsenal. That's what brought on the whole Evans Maguire sort of back for. But Varane was out. Like Martinez had had to go off. Um, Lindelof was injured, so it could be a problem where if they're playing by Munich, they've got Harry Kane up front. Now we've seen he can score a goal or two. Bayern Munich without Harry Kane were still a very good side. So they could see that battering because they're away from home first to Bayern Munich. And like last season, it was spoken about United's record against the top nine was zero wins. Yeah. One one draw. They've been unlucky with the injuries in a way, but you have to question why their centre backs getting injured all the time. You know, this must have been the reason Real Madrid sold Varane to them. You know, why are, they, why are they defenders so injury-prone? It's not like they're losing, missing one or two games. They're out for four weeks, five weeks. What What's going on? You know, either pick fit of defenders. Or... I think this is why Johnny Evans was bought in. Like, it was a it was a, a very cheap option just to have that back up in case these injuries picked up. I don't think Evans is the worst option in the world. I would expect leadership from Evans. Yes, he might be older, but... Well, he's the only one, like I said before, he's the only one who's won a Premier League in that squad. You can still cut it, especially against maybe like not as good opposition. I would expect a bit of leadership for him, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look too much into his performance against Arsenal. I'm not, but I think 
I think they need a little bit more of that. You know, I think go for but players. You've got to also remember, they've spent the most money out of everyone over the last, oh, like I said, spent, 10 years. Something like 900 million their current squad or something like that is worth. But yeah, there was, I saw a report, yeah, that they've spent the most on their current squad, which is ahead of Chelsea, who have spent a billion recently. <laughs> crazy. You'd look at those players and go, well, which of them would realistically get into City's team or realistically, where's the project there? At least with Chelsea's, we can see why it's so expensive because you expect it to last eight years. You're not seeing that with United's team. You're looking at all of those as a short term, apart from the odd couple. Yeah, they, well, apart they, from they, probably the striker. They've been mismanaged for a long time. You look at the overpriced things they've paid for players, you know, they've... they've just. I still think they're still getting it under Ten Hag because you've got to remember... Anthony was bought in for, I think yep. it was close to like 90 million euros. Mm. And what he's definitely not hit the world on fire. Like, yeah. well, you, you saw, you Sancho, saw the gold Sancho, got, Sancho, but I don't think got 160 mil or plus now either exiled or not back at the squad due to allegations. 160 mil of your value just, not even in the squad. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, they're not performing. And this is the thing is, you look and think, who is really doing the transfer business? Who's doing the scouting here? Because if other clubs aren't going for the player, why should United go for the player? If that makes sense. Like, who realistically was going for, who who was really all in for Varane? If it was only United, you have to ask, well, why weren't anyone else interested? Yeah, that was done quite quickly, I remember. Like, And everyone was like, why has other teams not gone gone in for him? But it's pretty strange. And then you see like Ralph Ranyek apparently recommended, was it Bavardio and all these other players, and you think like, yeah, that's fine. You know, he probably would make a good role person in that role. But who really yeah, who is making these decisions? Who is paying out this money? Because they're spending the money. We can't critique that. But you're not spending it well. You know, there's it's it's a strange one. It's I just can't put my finger on it. What is going wrong? I think I think there's definitely a panic all the time of we need to get back. We need to get back. There is that 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 is the sort of we need to get back to winning, and, and, and there's no really, real project for it. Like there's no long term project. Haven't started their project, have they? You thought they had it with Moyes. They got rid of him after a few months. Got rid of Van Hal after two years, which I thought was the wrong decision. Bought in Mourinho again, divisive. Got rid of him after three years. Where was the project? You know, you think 10... three seasons to do it, but let's see how you get on. You've won a cup. You've got in the top four. You've had a good season, a very good season. Let's build on it again. Yes, if we finish sixth, that's fine. We can at least keep rebuilding, keep rebuilding. You know, they have to have that mindset now. They can't... But I don't think United fans are going to have that patience. Yeah, but they ha- that's... And that's not Ten Hag's fault. That's because it's been 10 years and the success they were spoilt with before. And I do see, I I do sadly see something similar happening with City after Pep goes. It might not, I'm hoping it's not going to be like this, but it's sort of like once you've had that sort of dominance, now theirs was longer, but whatever. But after... There's going to be a down period, but it's how you pick yourself up after the down period. And they've done awful, an awful job at it. And that's where you've got to look at the Glazers. 
who are meant to be in charge. Or, well, either way, you've got to look at the Glazers. It's whoever was in charge of dealing with that, but they were appointed by the Glazers. Now, I think that's all gone quiet as well, their takeover. Um, I don't think it's happening. So that's another thing where you've got the sort of... Even if they do beat a team, they'll see... I think they beat... I think after the Forest game, they still were singing their Glazer hate song. Not going to repeat any of the words, but like it's always going to bring a bit of a toxic environment round. And sadly for United fans, it's completely out of their control because they've done they've done the protests hasn't happened. They've got close to having they've had bids, and it's still not happening. Something. It's something that I think what you can say in Germany, they do well with the whole ownership stuff. It can backfire a bit in terms of competing globally, but it's a problem that clubs will have under bad ownership. So it's crap for a fan, but I don't know what you can do to get out of that. Unfortunately, football has changed where that you're not patient anymore. You know, I mean, granted, yeah, you spend £80 million on someone, you expect them to be good. But that's not, you know, you, you're not going to spend all that money on a Ferrari. Of course, the Ferrari is going to be good. You know, you need to you need to realise that coaching takes time. You know, you don't get A stars in your exams overnight. It takes time. Ferguson today would never get that time. It took him four or five years, right? So you have to sometimes just be patient. And more clubs do that, there'll probably be more success shared overall. But I just don't see it happening at this moment in time. It's it's difficult, really. Ten Hag is in an awful position, but I hope he is given time. Yeah, I think he will be. I think Ten Hag will be given time. Um, it seems like they've got a good manager. Start of the season might suggest he's he's lost a bit of his head with with the Sancho situation, but for me, I think if he's given time, it it will end well. But what what end well looks like might just be another Carabao Cup, not competing for the league, Europa, etc. Um, and just I don't be- think that is well as well. Well, no, it, this is the problem. Yeah, for United, for United, it's got to. It's at least like competing for the Premier League. It's competing for the big trophies. Keep competing for the Champions League. Like actually being considered winning it. Because at the moment, people are considering United to come second in the group behind Bayern, and then hopefully not get a bad draw. Big baby steps, I'd say. The League Cup is a good catalyst to move on if they win another league cup that's great at the end of the day they've won more trophies than what arteta's done put it that way right you know it's it's how they progress from there you can't just keep you can't just keep going okay we've won the league cup you know there's got to be a progression there and they've got a chance to do it this season even if they drop into europa league they've got a chance you know keep keep the baby steps show obvious signs of progression you don't need to escalate so quick, so like so far, so quick. Yeah, and and let's just before we wrap up, let let's just give our predictions each on how we see the next three months going for them. And I'll, I'll kick things off. I do see, based on everything we've said, I, I see it getting worse for them. I don't think these these performances are going to improve overnight. I think they're going to have a tough time in some fixtures, like we saw maybe Brighton. Obviously, this is filmed before, but Bayern, I think. I, I can see them going on a string of five, ten games struggling. Maybe being knocked out a cup or whatever. And I, I can see the situation worsening throughout the year. 
to me, I, yeah, I, I'd be very concerned right now as a United fan. It might turn around this season when they just, as, as you said, Jamie, like just win football matches. We saw it last season. They can hit form. So it's not out of the realms of possibility. But right now, I think the outlook, at least in three months, is, is pretty grim for United. Well, I'm actually going to disagree. I actually think it's going to be probably bad. I think it's going to be probably a bad week for them. I think Bayern will batter them in at least domination of the game. Maybe not the scoreline. But I do feel like if you look, sort of we said the next three months, so that's towards like the Christmas sort of period, they've got sort of really two tough games, which is City at home. Well, forgetting the Bayern Munich one, City at home and then Newcastle away. Really up to that's like the 2nd of December. The rest, their game's winnable games. So that's where I feel like they can actually, they might have a tough week, but the next few months I think will look good and they'll still be, you know, aiming for the top four position, which they should be doing based on their whole squad. But it's it's not always as simple as that. But I do think they'll be okay and still challenging for Champions League spots. But I think they're well off challenging for the league, which is what they actually want to be doing. Yeah, I think they'll be okay. I don't think there's any reason to panic. I think I think maybe Ten Hag might want to change his tactics a bit to play to some of the players' strengths a little bit more. But I think if you see, he'll probably start playing players that actually want to be there. We're going to see more of Ganacho. You know, we're going to see more of this Hoyland. We're going to see, you know, when he's fit, Martinez. With the players that want to be there, and you'll see an uplift, you know, a bit of an upturn in, in the trajectory. But it might take time. Don't be bothered if you only beat Burnley 1-0. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Just show a little bit more resilience, you know, and, and just navigate the next couple of weeks, and then you can have a platform to build. Well, there you have it. That wraps us up for another episode. As always, Man United fans in particular, let us know your thoughts. Do you agree with what we said? Do you think the outlook is positive for the next few months? Let us know your thoughts. But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill.